Hey everyone, Mario Barecki here, and I am known as the Conversation Guy. I'm also the founder of MediaMar, and at MediaMar, we help thought leaders craft and distribute conversations that convert. I believe everything starts with a conversation. I believe conversations are the most powerful way to create connections, to create relationships, and to create opportunities with each other. So everything has a basis in conversation. And on this podcast that you're about to listen to, I'm going to have 10-minute conversations with thought leaders to do just that, create relationships, create opportunity, but more importantly, to convey value, value from them and their perspective and how they operate on a daily basis, and to really tell a story that can bring some value and positivity tips, tricks, ideas, what have you, to your life to make it better. So sit back, relax, buckle in. It's going to be a wild ride. I know those things don't quite go together. Sit back, relax, and buckle in. But it's going to be a lot of fun, and we're going to get the conversation started right now. And as always, don't forget, if you like what you hear, please rate and review our podcast. It is my honor and privilege to bring back onto the line Jeremy Haas. We had such a great conversation on the last episode, so if you missed that... Go back, get yourself caught up. We'll still be here when you get back. We talked all about his company, Stash It, what they're doing. You know, he gave us the story about how they started the company and his co-founder started the company. And it was just some really good stuff. So go check that out. But Jeremy's the co-founder and president, as I said, of Stash It Storage LLC, which is a Silicon Valley startup. And they revolutionized the way self-storage is being done. He's got a diverse professional background. He studied business administration and finance. And he's also been in the defense, aerospace, and technology industries. And uh, he loves business and operations. And He's been successful in nearly every position that he's had, and I'm super excited to have him back. As I said, his if you want to check out what he's doing with Stash It, you can go to stashitselfstorage.com. That's their website, again, stashitselfstorage.com. So go there, check it out. Jeremy, welcome back, my friend. Oh, thank you for having me. I mean, it's a, it's a great pleasure to have a conversation with you again. Yeah, man, it's fun. And, you know, Stash It as well, not only from the website, but you have an app people can download, right? They can go right to the app store and look you up. Yeah, we do have an app. I will say this, uh, there there are some things we are fixing at the current moment. So once we do raise our official seed round, uh, we will put a lot of extra functionality in there to make it very simple to do. Let's talk about that, raising money for the seed round, because that's such a big move for a business. I mean, you guys have been in business for, what, three and a half years now at the yes. time of this recording? And you're raising a seed round right now. What's that experience been like for you? It is crazy. Uh I mean, I, I feel like I'm, it, it feels weird asking people for money, uh, but, but I go out there and it, it's, it's sort of in the tech community and in the business community, it's sort of like that rite of passage to validate everything that you're not just some kid with a lemonade stand on, on the corner. And, but now you're, you're a soda company making soda nationwide and worldwide. Uh, that that's really sort of the jump that I've always pictured the seed round to be because uh, up, up to this point, everything has been completely bootstrapped by my co-founder. Yeah. It's going out, asking people for money. I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting so many yeses and so many no's to have conversations and it, it's so many highs and lows, but I, I love this constant grind of trying to find, find someone who will jump on board with us and finding that right fit. It's like I'm dating. <laughs> I was going to say where you are in San Francisco and Silicon Valley, it's not that it's, it's kind of a normal thing, right? To sit down with someone who's a potential investor and show them what you're doing. And like, it's not like you just find people, you know, 
off the off of the random people online and go meet them and they have no idea what's happening right right yeah i mean uh in, in palo alto uh it's very synonymous uh sand hill road is where all the huge venture capital firms are and i i literally did that when we developed our pitch deck i actually before everything closed down with COVID. Uh, I actually walked up and down the street into every single office, dropping off a packet of our pitch deck. And uh, some of them called back, some of them didn't. And I still just put my sales hat on and kept hounding them until someone uh, explicitly told me no. Uh, but uh, I do also do the, the the portions where I meet someone online and like, hey, here's, here's a pitch. Uh, <laughs> so I do get sort of that that as well. What did you learn from that no that you got? Uh, everything everything I, I learned from every sort of example, every sort of no I get, I learned something. And every time one of the potential investors told me no, uh, I don't end the conversation with a no. I want to, I ask them, what can I do better? What did I do wrong? Uh, one thing that my advisor and I have worked on heavily is uh, my speaking skills. Uh, I, I'm naturally an introvert, but my desire to achieve my goals uh, overpowers my introvertedness. So I I grew up using very simple words, uh, very simple speaking patterns, and I didn't speak a whole lot. So I would stutter a lot. I would uh, use the wrong vocabulary, uh, wrong kind of horrible connotations. And that's something even to this day, my co-founder, my co-founder and I, uh, we always speak twice a week. My advisor and I, we speak uh, even more. And that's one thing we always do is always improve myself. That's good. I mean, that's self-improvement and getting that feedback, not being afraid of the nose and getting that feedback is going to make you better and lead to lead to yeses. I mean, that's the only way to get to yeses is to go through the nose, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, it, I'll, I'll tell you this much. It still definitely stings every time I hear no, but, uh, I, I've learned to get that. No, I walk out of the door kind of distraught five seconds. I kind of, kind of think about it, then move on to the next one. Uh, I forget all about it and keep going. I was always taught in sales and I've done a lot of sales in my day, but I've always been taught to celebrate the decisions. If you get a clear yes or a no, you always celebrate that because you, you did what you were supposed to do. You educated to get a decision. The times when it feels unfinished and you kind of need closure, the times when you really don't get a decision, maybe you didn't present it clearly enough. Maybe they don't understand it well enough and they tend to just kind of waffle. Have you had that experience at all where it's like you got to know and you're like, okay, at least I got another decision. Now I'm, you know, I feel like I'm getting traction even though I haven't gotten that yes that I'm looking for yet. Yeah. That's something uh, my advisor really jumped on with me was because uh, a lot of the first ones would be uh, maybe, or there wasn't any clear decision and I'd be like, okay, so that, that means it's not yet. So I can still go. And he's like, go for a decision. If you piss them off and they say no, you move on. But if they say yes, that's amazing. So get to that decision and, and just move on if it's not something you want. When you go in there and you're talking to these people, do you have different days where you feel different? Like some days do you just feel like you're on and some days you feel like you're really like, 
almost laboring to get through the, the communication? Oh yeah. Uh, running a startup. I mean, you're sitting there. Uh, I, I don't, I don't get any vacation days. I don't get time off because my success, my earnings are determined by the company's success and earnings. So I'm always out there and yeah, I do definitely get burnt out. And there are days where I just feel like it's not there. And sometimes I'll push through it. Other times I'll take say half an hour to sort of mentally recover and say, maybe I need to do something else today. And I, but I'll still work. I'll still reach closer to my goals. It's just sort of using my time wisely, understanding my own mental health and uh, things like that. And just doing the best I possibly can. And yeah, some days are better than others. When's the last time you took a day off, like completely took a day off from the business and didn't think about it, didn't touch it, didn't do anything. Do you remember? <laughs> uh, that would probably be right around the time we started. <laughs> <laughs> Three and a half years ago. So yeah, almost four years. I, I've even, even holidays. Uh, I go, I go visit my family down in Los Angeles and, uh, my mom's sitting there, come on, uh, it, it's Christmas, spend time with the family. I'm spending time with the kids, I'm spending time with the family, but I still need to get some work done. Uh, so they, they've grown to understand that, but it is, it is difficult uh, for families to really understand uh, if, if no one else has really run their own business. They don't, under, they don't know the grind themselves, so they don't understand my passion 100%, but they, they do deal with it. When do you find time? Because I know another thing about you is you you're a very very um, very good and you love to do jujitsu. When do you find time to fit jujitsu into your schedule? My mental health and physical health is uh, extremely important to me. Um, uh, I I mentioned on our our last conversation when I first started the company I was married. Uh, after my divorce, I gained a lot of weight and uh, I was depressed and my work suffered. So I, I plan religiously. If you look at my phone and my calendar, literally every hour is booked from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to sleep. I, I'm, a, I'm a creature of habit. And uh, with jujitsu, I dedicate at least uh, two to three hours a week uh, just to go in there because it's, to me, it's like a religion. It's my escape from the world. It's my, my therapy. It's everything I need. Uh, I walk in there pissed off, uh, frustrated, whatever. I walk out. I'm I'm happy. I'm ready to go again. I'm a little tired, but <laughs> I'm energized. It's a good kind of tired, right? It's like a heavy, you go do a hard workout and you're like, oh, you're tired, but you're like, man, I feel accomplished. My energy's coming back. I feel really good physically. Even though I'm tired, I needed that. Yeah. Even, even when I get beat up in the gym, uh, which happens a lot, I... Uh, I, I can tell you right now, even those days where uh, sometimes you're the hammer beating people up, sometimes you're the nail getting beat up. Uh, even when I'm that nail, I still leave like, wow, I learned a lot. I feel great. <laughs> this is amazing. Aside from jujitsu, what are a couple other non-negotiables for you that help you do better with what you're passionate about? Really, my family, my dog. Family is extremely important to me uh, growing up around the military. Uh, it's really, 
uh, family is close knit. Uh, they're the ones who always have your back. And after my divorce, uh, I, I mentioned I was depressed and I, I got a dog who really got me exercising and really kind of showed me how to love again. And, uh, so I got probably one of the sassiest, funniest photogenic dogs you can ever find. And, uh, she requires a lot of exercise. So every morning I take her on at least a three to four mile walk or run. That's good. What kind of dog do you have? She's an Australian kettle dog. So ah, okay. a little dog that can jump on the counter if she needs to smart enough to open the door. Uh, but thankfully she hasn't destroyed anything. She's really well-trained and well-mannered that, uh, That's good. but she sits there and she'll give me the side eye and just stare at me. Like, I know what you do. And I, there's, there's something wrong here. Uh, give, give me the treats. <laughs> I have a little Yorkie poo. I know exactly what it's like my, like I grew up, my family had dogs growing up. So as a kid, we always had a dog in the house. Usually. I mean, especially after my sister was born, cause she always loved, loved pets, but, um, and I love those dogs. I played with them. You know, I loved them. I f- took care of them through high school and whatnot, but you don't really understand it till you get your own. Right. Yeah. It's, it, I mean, uh, it's like everyone's saying, you don't know what it's like to have kids until you have your own, like at least with my niece and nephews, uh, it's weird to say, but it's true. It's like, I can watch them. I like, they can come over to my place. They can stay with me, but I can always give them back. Yeah. <laughs> you get all the good stuff without all the work. Exactly. And I, I think that's why like grandparents always spoil the grandkids. They're like, okay, let's, let's load them up with sugar or whatever and give them yeah. back to their parents. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, my little guy, he's the same way. Super. But I want to ask you this question being, you know, since you're, are you, are you a single guy right now? Right now, currently, yes. Uh, okay. I've started dating again, but that's uh, good. The company's my priority. But I want to ask you: Does your dog sleep with you at night? I let her sleep with me, but uh, she chooses to sleep under the bed or staring out really? the window. Uh, I, I'm not quite sure why, but uh, it's what she Keeping enjoys. You safe. Because <laughs> I always said, you know, I would never let if I had my own dog, which I do have now, I would never let him sleep in bed with me because that bed's my space. So when I first got him, he slept in his crate the first night, which was in my bedroom. But after that, he's been in my bed every night since then. <laughs> like that's just the way it is. We were watching yeah. TV the second night. He was a little four pound fluff ball, and I had it when I first got him. We we're watching TV. We both kind of fell asleep. I woke up. It was like two in the morning and he was like fast asleep, like right next to me. I'm like, oh, I don't have the heart to put him back in that crate. <laughs> Ever since then. Yep. He's right there. So it's good to it's good to hear that other people do other guys who, you know, sleep, you know, have their own bed, do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> she, she has her own bed. Uh, she'll lay in it. Uh, she's lazy when she wants to be, but active when she wants to be. So, yeah. Uh, I, I'll admit it. I spoil her <laughs> as it should be. My, my little guy's the same way. So I love it. Jeremy, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for everything you shared on both episodes. It's been so much fun chatting with you on our mind. People stash it. Self storage.com is where they can go find you. And you know, if they have room in their home or wherever they are, or they have things that need to be stored. It's a great solution for that to either make some extra money or to get yourself stored at a reasonable rate where you can kind of set the terms with the person who's storing it. So you're not at the mercy of these larger, bigger companies who, you know, force you to do things that you may not need to or want to do. So stash it, Jeremy Haas. Thank you so much, my friend. Let's do this again soon. 
Yeah, thank you for having me. And I'll say this again uh, one more time is uh, if you don't have space, but you want to make some extra money, maybe you know people who do. Reach out to me. We have another opportunity. You can you can help us get signups and I'll give you some cold, hard cash. Never turn that down, right? Never. That's a great opportunity. Jeremy Haas, thanks again, my friend. And we'll talk to you real soon. All right. Have a good one. Hey, everyone. I want to sincerely thank you for listening to the podcast. It really means a lot to me. Conversations are what I thrive on. It's something that I believe is so important for each and every one of us to have conversations that matter, to have conversations that connect us, to create relationships with each other. So the conversation that I have with the guests that are on the show, the conversations that the guests and I create to have with you are equally important and a great way for you to have conversations with us is to rate and review the podcast. So if you could go to Apple Podcasts, go to wherever you listen to your podcasts and rate and review this, it is much appreciated. And you can always find us at MediaMario.com. If you go to MediaMario.com, you can find all the things there. If you want to connect with the guests that I had on today or guests that I've had on the show in the past, you can go to MediaMario.com and get their information. If you want to connect with me and have a conversation with me, I welcome that. All my social links everywhere that you can find me all over the web is at MediaMario.com. So go there, visit us, connect with us. I'd love to have conversations with you. I hope you found value in today's show, and I can't wait to bring you the next conversation on the next episode of The Conversation Guy. Until then, have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you real soon.